Yeah, this one's for Mark. He can appreciate it. It's called Opiated. Lord, how I wish I was. About two-fifths of lead-free gasoline Said the bottle is dusty but my engine is clean He bought a nice blue suit with the money he could find If his bride didn't like a St. Peter wouldn't mind JD's and you're in Toronto proper, JD? Or? I'm in Toronto, yeah. Cool. I'm in Spain. I'm in, I'm in Malaga, Spain. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in Portland, Oregon proper. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. I'm from Are you from there or you're in there? Like, Yeah, yeah, I'm in Edmonton oh. currently, yeah. I just got back from Dallas this week and... Um, I tell you what, Edmontonians are not uh, built for 110 degrees. Mm. <laughs> I think I underdeveloped sweat glands from uh, from northern Canada, so I didn't do so well. But anyways. Oh, boy. Compared to Texas, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, you like to, have you, do you like Texas, though? I mean, is it definitely a shift? It's, it's Alberta South. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's very similar, um, but I, I, it's all right. I mean, it's, um, from what I hear, Austin's more my town, although I haven't been there. Um, but I, I've, um, yeah, I've been on the outskirts. I like it. I mean, there's, yeah. Dallas is beautiful. Houston's beautiful. Um, I've always had a good time there, so. And you grew up on a, on a, I, I'm, Allison sent us a bunch of stuff and like, yeah. Um, do you grew up on a farm? No, I didn't. So my family, I come from a family that uh, farms, but uh, it gets confused a lot because my dad's a cattle buyer. 
And okay. Yeah, my, my immediate family was all in the cattle industry, right? So uh, my brother was in it, my mother was in it, my dad, obviously. And then uh, in my younger days before I started uh, doing these scribbles, um, I uh, <laughs> I was also, you know, I used to go sort of cattle with my dad and stuff. So sometimes it gets a little bit lost in translation, but no, you know, no. parents are small town people, but I live in Edmonton and... Um, but we have that rural connection, I guess you could say. Are they out? Are they out the game now? Because you said were. Oh yeah, my, my my parents are retired, so yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so. So that's tough work, dude. Cattle is. Like... Yeah, it is a. Uh, it is like I, uh, I've been beat up a time or two. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, <laughs> sure. So when you, I have a quick question on that. When you started to pursue art, where you. Um... Were, was that uh, you know different for your people from your family? Were you kind of like, what, yeah? Oh, you know, did they yeah, did yeah. they look at you like, what the heck is he doing? Well, it, it, it was um, just because I was like, I stayed in the city, and most of my family's rural, um, so I was um, maybe a little bit of an outcast. Like, I, um, but my initial connection wasn't such a stretch because when I really started doing with art was I started airbrushing when I was about 18, 19 years old. So I was doing um, like tailgates and, and bikes and helmets and goal masks and stuff like that. And my family are all car people. So okay. oh, it, was, shit, yeah. it wasn't a huge transition at first, but then after I left that and kind of ended up in this, uh, for lack of a better term, more of a highbrow area space of art, um, yeah, it's a little bit different. I mean, I've got some yeah. funny stories about my mother coming to art shows. It's a, it's, a, it's a fish That's out of her area. We'll say that. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. And yeah. the people you go ahead, GD. Sorry, you're gonna... I was going to say we'll we'll just keep rolling here from where we're at. We'll just keep this very conversational. But I do want to introduce our guest. We're talking to Trevor Stickman Stickle. We're really thrilled to have you join us today to talk about your art and musical influences and how those two uh, interconnect and, you know, uh, your, your upcoming tour and, you know, all that good stuff. So let's just keep this wagon wheel rolling. We're, we're, we're doing fine, but I wanted to make sure that our listeners knew who the hell we were talking to. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the, guy, the, other, the fourth guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I appreciate you guys having me. Um, you know, when I see anything come across with the tragically hip, you know, I was, uh, it, it definitely piques my interest. So uh, I, I fired that to uh, Allison immediately. And uh, so it's, yeah, it was, it was a, a, a layup for me to join you guys. So, uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, having me for sure. I like, like my people that get my inside jokes that I speak half the time in uh, Gord references that you would understand. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you, um, uh yeah i'm just i'm just i'm just i have so many questions dude i mean we'll probably not get through them all but like in terms of like like where did okay so you started with the airbrushing yeah and then i don't know because i was in the art world for a little bit too but photography and it's a weird yeah it's it's a yeah, it's it a, yeah you know yeah so from from the airbrushing thing, I got a little bit lucky. I went from, um, you know, I always uh, I I always kind of uh, compare everything to the music industry a little bit. So I was doing that, and then uh, I caught the attention of Michael Goddard, who is like a a huge world famous artist. So I went from that to immediately kind of being under his wing for about ten years. So I kind of went from like obscurity to starting for Led Zeppelin, like it was. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was, you know, beneficial kind of um, being under his kind of like tutelage mentorship, um, him and his business partner. So that kind of was the, the transition. So I had some guidance there. It wasn't one that I had to do on my own. Figuring out the market is very difficult. Um, since then, in November, I went off on my own. Um, yeah, just gives me a little bit more creative freedom and some flexibility to do some shows and some stuff that I hadn't done previously, like this tour that we're talking about, um, that we're about to embark on. Right. The tour. So let's, uh, not bury that lead, uh, starts in Toronto, kicks off in Toronto on September 23rd at the list gallery. Uh, following dates are Tampa galleries on November 17th, 
Edmonton, November 25th, with LA, Denver, Austin, and New York City to be announced. Pretty fucking cool. So I would say since November, it's been even more like drinking water from a fire hydrant than even before. <laughs> uh, tr- tr- trying to, Shit. and it's and it's ever going right. It's it's uh, you know every day you you learn something. And so, but I yeah, you know, I've surrounded myself. I, I I've always taken advice very well from like very successful people. And uh, one of the things I heard on early in my life was you know surround yourself with people smarter than you. Totally. And that was easy to do because I got the bar pretty low. But uh, so I, I just brought <laughs> I brought in some people that in the art industry to to help and kind of like spearhead that and let me focus on the art. And uh, so it's been good. It's been really good. That's cool. Yeah. And with art, too, it's like you can you just I don't know. I mean, like I said, I didn't I didn't spend a ton of time in that industry, but I was in it for long enough to where it's like there's so many different uh, types of uh, people, you kind of just learn what you can from this person, learn from that. Like, no one's ever your Obi-Wan, dude, because everybody's got their own um, uh, motivations and things like that. You just kind of yeah. learn the best from each person, you know? Yeah, but there's no real true thing, no real true sense of originality. What originality really is, is just taking bits and pieces from all your favorites and that becomes your originality like uh you know there's a saying that uh uh good artists borrow and great artists steal and it's 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 kind of tongue-in-cheek but um there is so much other artists in my art i mean i'm a huge fan of banksy i'm a huge fan of shepherd fairy uh, uh you can see that in my art a lot um sebastian kruger early on i did a lot more par- uh, portraits i still do uh to an extent um you know, you can Stephen Holland. I mean, you can see these guys in my art. However, I like to think, anyways, that my art's still quite unique. I mean, it's very totally. It comes from a different place, and in a in a space of rock and roll art, there's a lot of rock and roll artists that just basically say, hey, "I'm going to paint another picture of Jimi Hendrix." Um, I try to approach a little bit different. Um, you know, I, I still do some of the portrait stuff because, well, I need to eat. Um, yeah, <laughs> and that's been like a. a a, a, a great revenue generator for me. But lately I've been kind of painting the seed rather than the flower, so to speak. And uh, that's been really fun because I get to be really creative with that. And you can see that in my the new shit series. Um, it's still rock and roll based, everything, but you'll see stuff in there like, how is that tied to rock and roll? And then when you read the inspiration, it really kind of ties it together of, of, of how that came, so. Well, you mentioned st- uh, uh, the, the borrowing and stealing. Um... So your quote, and I know this because Allison sent it, the the pursuit of creating the visual equivalent of the riff in Ted Nugent's stranglehold. And if you know, if you know, and this is not an opinion, this is quite, in my opinion, uh, well-versed in the, yeah. in the rock and roll world, Ted Nugent's riff in stranglehold is actually a knockoff of ZZ Top's riff in LaGrange. I didn't even know that. Listen but I love both those songs. It makes sense. Yeah, um, I mean, both are amazing songs. But yeah. if you listen to Lagrange, and you listen to Ted Nugent, they just—it's the same. Oh, thing. It's and, cool. and this is the universe speaking to me. I always say in art that um, I always get little nuggets um, when I'm when I'm on the right path. And strangely enough, this week I have been doing a bunch of referencing on another ZZ Top piece. <laughs> oh shit! Really? Yeah, this is—it's the weirdest thing. Like when I start thinking, I'm like. The, the wheels start turning on concepts. That happens a ton when I start conceptualizing a piece or I start the, the, the groundwork. All of a sudden, it just starts popping up everywhere, you know. And, uh, you know, I just, I just landed the licensing to a very, very famous photo of Jimi Hendrix that I'm going to embark on. And uh, that one started to lead me towards ZZ Top um, for a few different reasons. So it's, it's this trickle-down thing. So, um, yeah, it's weird that you brought it to Utah. But, yeah, going back to the stranglehold thing, um, this is this constant pursuit that I don't know if I'll ever get to, but when I hear stranglehold, it is like this visceral, gritty, dirty, and I mean dirty in the most, you know, in rock and roll, the word dirty is is very complimentary. Yeah, yeah. I feel like after I listen to stranglehold, I need a Q-tip, right? It's uh, just dirty and gritty. And that is my pursuit, right? Visceral. I 
Don't know if I've ever gotten there, but that's that's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. Well, if you never get there, then it's a good thing. Never happy, right? You know, I used to be, uh, I was always worried because you see artists sometimes that are so in love with their work, and I never was. Um, when I'm finished the piece, I am finished with the piece. Oh. And, um, and I felt really odd about that. I was like, I, I really don't enjoy it much after. And then I saw an interview with Mick Jagger, and, you know, he feels the same way about almost every Stone song. So I was like, well, can't be that bad of a thing then. Yeah, right. right. If it's what the Stones live with, I can live with it too. Shit. <laughs> you know, it's interesting to hear about even actors who say, you know, I, I, I don't watch the films I'm in or I, I can't go back and see it, you know, just to keep moving forward. And yeah. sometimes I think, uh, you know, it might be fun to sit down with your kids and review your work and show them where you're from or close friends or whatever. But it's it's also just really interesting to kind of close the door and keep moving forward, you know, and keep, yeah. keep evolving. So tell us tell us about, you know. Uh, your kind of history with the hip, since this is also all things hip with this podcast. And um, yeah, and kind of your your journey to get, you know, through your work, and etc. Well, um, well, I'm, I'm a 49 year old guy from Canada. So you know, that <laughs> <laughs> played hockey, similar demographics. Just not Canada. Know, uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the hip were our, they were our Beatles, they were our Rolling Stones, they were everything all in one. So uh, they were undeniable. Um, but more personally, um, you know, I grew up in the 80s and um, fell in love with the Motley Crue and the GNRs and stuff like that. And then, you know, towards late 80s, I started like working with my dad and stuff. That early 90s country influence kind of came in and I, I kind of got away from music a little bit. And it was actually the hip that kind of just like put the cane around my neck and drove me back like into the scene, right? And you know, I went to my first, I went to my first roadside attraction, and it was it was over. Like it was, there was no turning. That back. was JD's. That was JD's yeah. introduction too. Yeah, yeah, to be yeah a lot of roadside, you know, um, and and there was no turning back. And uh, you know, I hate to age myself, but um, you know, that was back in a time where we used to line up for hip tickets or I mean spend the night and if you remember I don't remember you guys are hip guys but they used to do the midnight releases yeah. and we've talked dude we've talked about that on the podcast. yeah I mean it was amazing it was this culture right we used to go and you'd have to sleep outside of like bass outlets to get tickets to you know uh, a, a hip concert or the midnight releases um and they were so smart uh, you know and I, I I don't have any data behind this but they almost seemed to release a lot when I was young in the spring. And in the spring, right around, you know, you kind of get that feeling in the spring, like summer's coming. And the hit for me has always been kind of an outdoors band. So you would always like, they would drop a new album right before May Long Weekend. And then you would have it all laying May Long Weekend. I remember they did that with uh, Trouble at the Hen House. Um, so yeah, that was the, those years where I was just like camping and going to festivals and yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's the hip. And then, you know, I got really granular with them. You know, I mean, I, I made a trip to New Orleans, New Orleans. Don't, don't let them hear this say that. Nor, uh, I'll, I'll get crucified. Just to go and see Daniel Lenoir. <laughs> yeah, just to go see the Kingsway Studios, Daniel Lenoir's studio. Like I, you I, did? I, you know, oh, yeah, I did. What was yeah. that like? Well, it, um, it, gets, it gets sticky down there. <laughs> <laughs> you know they had a they had a pool table in there in the in the studio and it gets wow. humid in new orleans so um you get so sticky down there they had to butter their cue finger so right. that was my that was my impression i was like oh my god it's hot and humid and i knew that there was a pool table in the studio and i was just like oh my god you could just see the lyrics um so it's cool then I mean, yeah I've, I've actually done it twice that's very cool. I just made a trip to Kingston for my first time. Specifically, went down to the pier. Um, yeah, I do pilgrimages. Like when I drive to Vancouver, I'll stop at the Days Inn, which was uh, uh, the actual luxury where uh, the the hotel in the luxury, right? So, but we're going to Kingston when we uh, end of this month. Yes, JD. End of this month. Yeah, a couple couple weeks. We're so stoked, man. We're so. Do, do you have? I gotta ask, just because. Well, yeah. do you, I mean? And do you know the? 
I mean, and it's to- it's okay. It's not a test, like because you're a busy guy. You got a tour coming up. But do you know the the kind of the backdrop be- behind the podcast and what it is that Tim and I had no idea who the hip were? And yeah, Katie takes like a- us on this. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I did a little bit. So it was basically just like introducing you to the hip and kind of like, um, which is kind of weird because I got a lot of U.S. friends and I feel like I do that to them all the time. <laughs> We've had the, Trevor, we've had this conversation too. Yeah. Like, and, and what's really weird is um, there's certain pockets where people know them. Um, like most of the people I know know of them, but just don't really know them. Right. You know? Um, but it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's okay. They're ours. But we, we, <laughs> no, you know what? I reject, I reject that. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> I reject don't scare them, but they're ours. <laughs> but there's, you know, like people in Spain, like like it's there. Obviously, there's not a lot of people, but like I have friends of mine now listening, and like I think the best if you're going to introduce the hip, unless you have somebody like JD who puts a gun to your head over <laughs> nine month period and tells you have to listen to every single record week over week and then review it. Otherwise, what I did with my friends was I just put the song on like in the car like i wouldn't say hey listen to this band they're this cool band from canada you got to check them out they're really cool the singer this the guitar like i just put on like i put on um it works any time of the year i find don't you
that song, Lagrange, I had no idea what that song was about. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, about you know, basically a a (laughs) whorehouse in the middle of Texas, and uh, and like I'm just like this five or six year old kid jamming out to this song with no idea that it's about a place for prostitution in Texas, and my dad's like. Must have been laughing on like multiple levels. That I was. Well, that was the beauty about music back in the day. Like even, um, you you know, I do love the freedom of expression we have now, but it led to real creativity when you couldn't be so overt, right? Like it's true. Mister Tambourine Man was about a drug dealer, but you couldn't say that. So it led to like really, really creative songs. Um, so yeah, Doctor Feelgood, Personal Jesus, like pick, all of pick it, your right? poison. Um, n- now they get a little bit too on your nose, in my opinion. But whatever. That's a good point, man. I never thought about that. That's yeah. super. Because there's something to be said for you know if they're gonna shove it in your face, right? Then what's cool about it, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Trevor, talk to me a little bit more about. Like in your bio, it, it talks about you having an epiphany while reading that Stones book. You know, you were yeah. doing you were doing one thing, so you were doing, you know, portraits, and you had, you know, you had evolved there, and then you're reading this book, and it, it it hits you. Like, what what does that look like? Yeah, so I like I was doing the um, the airbrushing thing, and the owner of the uh, of the body shop, I used to take and they, uh, I was kind of working in conjunction with, right. Uh, he's like, have you ever done any of this stuff on canvas? And I was like, no, not really. Never thought of that world. Like I didn't, I definitely came from a family that was not uh, in the same sphere as the art world. <laughs> so when he's like, you ever thought about doing this on canvas? I was like, not really. And then I was actually reading the book according to Rolling Stones. And I just came across this picture of uh, Mick in the studio. And I was like, oh, I think I'll try it. And that was the first piece I ever did. Um, and I did it on canvas and I like really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed creative freedom because when you're painting someone's $30,000 Harley, they're pretty prescriptive, right? Nobody gives you a $30,000 Harley and says, rest yourself, right? <laughs> so, you know, you're kind of, you're just transferring over their ideas. So this is the first time where I get to be, and I'm a very expressive person. So I was able to express myself and, and I think that's what was missing. Like when I was doing all this stuff, I always felt like something was missing when I was airbrushing. And this was the time I could do anything I wanted. And um, I enjoyed it. So I did about 13 of them. And I did my first show, like art show. And I like, pretty much sold out. And I, I never went back. So that was... And that, that painting, uh, ironically, was, uh, you know, please allow me to introduce myself. So That's great. That's so great yeah, that that was the title cool. of, of the yeah. painting that... that- Open. Oh, I have a tattooed from one album to the other now. So really, you can't forget that first piece. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's you- how I'm into it. And you know, um, the music was always going to be the muse, right? That was always kind of the driving force. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think there's an element of, and I, I I say this because I think this is part of the hips' success, and you guys, you two. You two jokers can disagree with me all you want, but <laughs> I, I think, you know, with your first piece we were talking about, or your first few pieces, um, there's an element of confidence that comes with it because like you're expressing yourself, okay, you've got this $30,000 Harley or whatever. And yeah, you're taking direction from what this person wants, you know, but you're also like putting your ass into it and you're like, I just fucking did that. I just did that. And there's an element of confidence where like you kind of transfer that confidence over to the person and they're like, yeah, yeah, it is cool. Because sometimes people, when they see art, they don't know what to think. Art's also a very, um, uh, what's the word? Objective. In English, I can't remember. What? Subjective. I mean, it's-, it, it's subjective, but it's it, it can be contagious to certain people. Okay. Like, you know, you're standing next to a painting that you're like, don't know what to think. But then two people next to you are like, that's fucking amazing. You're like, yeah, I've, yeah, it fucking, yeah, it is amazing. <laughs> but like, but yeah. I, the reason why I say that is because I feel like a big part of the hips um, draw was because Gord had so much confidence. Like half the shit that came out of that guy's mouth, you're just like, what? Dude but walked did it with arenas and stadiums in a time where people were 
feathers and feather boas and things. <laughs> he came out there looking like a math teacher. Like, <laughs> own that shit. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, went off on his tangents and, you know, his prop was like, I'm just going to shake a banana at you for 20 minutes. You know, it was, it was odd, um, strange in the most beautiful way. Um, and intriguing. Like when you say that you played music for your friends, that's the first level of love of the hip. Seeing them is transcendental. Like it, 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 uh, it's a whole nother thing. You know, I remember the first time I actually saw Gord and he spent like three minutes walking in a square or whatever. And, you know, there, there's something about a grown man arguing with his microphone stand that is just like, I've never seen that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so cool, man. So different. So cool. Um, for us, it's so Canadiana. However, someone has once said they did a, uh, they ran through, um, regions mentioned in Gord lyrics, and he, and I don't know if it's true, so don't hold me to it, that he actually mentions more American cities than Canadian cities throughout the catalog. Wow. I don't know if it's true. It that's what me. I heard. I don't have the time to go through and fact check. Uh, but then with now, when I listen to it, I start picking all these regions that he mentions because he does it a lot, right? Yeah. And you're yeah. Like a Thompson girl. Um, you know, you, you start thinking of stuff and then you're like, well, he's also got New Orleans is sinking, can't be Nashville every night, polar bear from Central Park. You're like, oh, you know, there's a lot of American ones as well. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Tim's pointed it out, you know, because Tim, Tim's Tim notices that stuff a lot more than I do. But I, I think, yeah, the board was certainly a critic and Lord knows there's plenty to be critical about when it comes to the United States of America. Right, Tim? Sure. Plenty. <laughs> Plenty. Plenty. Uh, breathe right I now. see that about every country nowadays. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, you, you, you tongue-in-cheek said, like, it's rough, like, in Spain. Because everybody thinks, you know, I'm living in the south of Spain, the Costa del Sol. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's, I'm just eating tapas, drinking wine, and sitting on the beach all day. Which I did a lot of yesterday. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you got to pay your bills. You got to work. I get it. And the government here is just as. I get it. It's just as crappy as any other government, man. Let me tell you. There is a distinct difference between cities that people vacation to and vacation from. And oh I live in a city that they vacation from. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, big difference. No, I hear that. I hear that. I love Edmonton. I, I don't. I don't bash Edmonton. I love Edmonton, but I don't think it's on your Tim's vacation list anytime soon, is it? Tim, not, not really on my bucket list. Maybe, uh, you know, no. <laughs> have you been? Have you been to Spain, Trevor? Have you ever been to Spain? No, I've been to South of France, um, okay. South of France, and Italy. So I've been uh, like around that. The, uh, the Mediterranean, but not to Spain. But, um, I, I'd like to go for the architecture. I, I would. Uh, I'd like to go uh, and see some. Uh... Oh, sorry. I lost you guys. Better? We see you. Oh, did we lose Trevor? You're kind of paused, though. Oh, Can you hear us? Goes. Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, I got no. you back. I know this is going to sound, uh, this is going to sound really whatever, because it's so famous and it's kind of like, really? But yeah, like when you, when you go, you go to the Reina Sofia and when you see Picasso's Guernica, yeah. how big it is and how massive it is, it's, dude, it's fucking jaw dropping. It's, oh, it's yeah. like seeing, you know, when people see the, either with the Colosseum or the, yeah. you know, the yeah. Sagrada Familia or something that's yeah. just, it, yeah. it, you you go in there and you're just like, wow, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's that. I, yeah. Yeah. I'd also like to see some of the Gothic. Um, um, which the churches it? and things churches like that. Design, the Gothic. Yeah, I don't know if I'm messing that name up. But um, yeah, no, you got it. Yeah. yeah I, I'd like to see that stuff. Right. There's a. So I'm not. In the South, there's. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I would say, like, I'm not a huge guy that goes to, like, a bunch of churches and stuff like that. Um, no, no, no. Well, you'll find them. They're everywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you, there's, yeah, show me an old church and, and, you know, there's more, you can throw a quarter and hit 10 old. My mom, my mom, when she visited, she wanted to, she's like, oh, that church is like, oh, let's go to that church. It's so amazing. I'm like, mom, that's just a church here. They're all old. <laughs> they all, they're, you there see no one old churches. church in Europe, you've seen them all. But you know, but my vacations are entirely different because we'll bypass, we'll bypass, um, a super famous, you know, we'll bypass um, Big Ben in the UK. Yeah. With the 100 Club. And I'll say, you know, because that's where the Sex Pistols started. You know, I'll take you like a, you know, like a dirty rundown bar. And I was like, well, Zeppelin played here in 67. Yes. Like, we'll walk right by, you know, we walk like right by Notre Dame in Paris to get to Jim Morrison's grave or the, you know, you know. We'd be good vacation buds. Yeah. 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 I go on these pilgrimages and, uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact, JD, I, you know, I, I go to the horseshoe all the time just for the checkerboard floors. I was just there Wednesday, he was there Thursday night. Two nights ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I have a show in Toronto coming up and you can guarantee the night before I'll be popping into the horseshoe for a beer. Cool. Well, I would love to know what the inspiration was and the execution behind Hey Man Thanks, the piece that you've donated to our silent auction for getting hip to the hip an evening for the Danny Wenjack Fund. By the way, thank you for that. Tell us uh, some more about that. Yeah, so I've done, I did a piece a few years back right after, um, right after the final tour. Um, and I, I don't take that lightly. Um, one of the things I really struggle with is when when to put out a piece when, you know, someone passes. Um, so I, I don't take that lightly. I don't want anybody to think that I'm I'm chasing that type of stuff. I'm, it's really not right. what I'm about. Um, you can tell by my stuff that I rock and roll is all I do. And, you know, um, all you have to do is um, you know what the hit meant to me. Um, my dog name is Grace for Grace 2. Oh, and I had a cat named Cordelia, so oh, uh, nice. Yeah, there's 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 no faking it with me when it comes to the hip. So and he I used to date a barista named Coffee Girl. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I date a lot of baristas. <laughs> That's great. Um, so we um, so after that, I did a very fierce pick uh, um, uh, piece of him. Because he did that final tour sick, yeah. right? Had to read lyrics. And um, I I really wanted the, the fierceness of him because and I, it was titled uh, Will and Determination, which is what that tour took. When I went off on my own in November, I, you know, I've been itching to re revisit, um, but I wanted that kind of other side. I wanted um, that, I, I, it's hard to put the words to it, but like that, um, kind of hypnotic side to him. Um, a little bit of um, um, it's a good life if you don't weaken feel. Yeah. That that was almost a working title on this as well. Oh, really? I, I, yeah, I, I really wanted that kind of feel to it. Um, and I wanted a lot of negative space. I was just finding um, negative space can sometimes be very powerful. Um, I, I mentioned in that piece, it's like the notes between musicians will often talk about the no the space between and artists look at things the same way. So I wanted a lot of negative space. Um, so I just wanted the other side of Gord on this one. Um, so when I went off on my own and I had to start my own um, portfolio, so to speak, because I got certain uh, legal tie-ins with some of the other stuff, um, I, I wanted to do that side. So that's where that one came with. Um, I, I really liked the the way it framed a canvas and i think it you know i was toying with the idea of him shaking a banana as well or, or some, <laughs> um although i think that that would be lost on a lot of people um, <laughs> yeah. um, so, so i did land on this one and you know it, when i was painting it like i said i did have that song in mind uh it's a good life um but at the end um it was kind of nod hey man thanks um which i think a lot of canadians feel towards the hip in general. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of where that one came from. It was heavy. It was a heavy piece. I bet. Um, and I was doing that one right. I did that one and a Taylor Hawkins, this, 
like almost simultaneously. So wow, um, Jesus, it was celebratory, but sometimes it gets heavy too because yeah, yeah, I'm an emotional dude, and when we <laughs> when we lose rock stars, I take it like other I lost friends. So, um, but yeah, that's where that one came from. So, you know, when we came across um, this whole thing with you guys, um, like I said, it was a, a layup, if not a slam dunk, that this would be a a, a good addition. Well, and, and the, the Canadian tie-in, too, is Taylor Hawkins was the original drummer, if I'm not mistaken, of Atlantis. Of Atlantis. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, true, right. yeah. It, it, it is. We, um, we, we uh, if you want to know if someone's Canadian, we'll tell you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we got that. We got that. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if you're ever with a group of people, it's like, you know, it's Saturday Night Live, and you, you just look over, you know he's Canadian. Like, we... <laughs> We tell you. <laughs> oh, Dan Aykroyd's Dan Aykroyd's intro on SNL. SNL, man, it was is one of the coolest things. Like I, I've seen that. So JD had showed me that. Yeah. Uh, right, you know, probably before we, or at some point early on, we we're doing the pod. But now I watch it, and just knowing because I'm a huge, I love Dan Aykroyd. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> everything from the Ghostbusters and all his movies to his also his. UFO and I'm a big UFO guy. So like I love hearing Dan Aykroyd talk about UFOs, and then just to see the shit eaten grin on his face when he introduces the hip is just like yeah, it makes it so. It's such a. It's like watching something different. So I was 19 when that came out. We were so jazzed for that. Like we didn't go like at 19. I went out like Saturday nights. Like I still That's right. Saturday nights. But I was home that night. I was like, we were all like, it was, it was a big deal for me and my friends. It was, it was big. I was in that university was and Saturday night we'd be at the pub, but this night we You're went right. down to the we went down to the common room, and there was a yeah. whole herd of us in this common room watching our band. Yeah. Right? Like, wow. yeah, yeah, was, yeah we, we were all on that stage that night. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Help to stay 
I was in the UK last year for Canada Day, and I was there for the Stones concert. And, and me and Ray, my wife, were walking around uh, London, and it was a nice day. And I said to her, I said, you know what? There's a bar in the UK called the, the Maple Lounge, and it's all Canadian. It's all wood. It's got hockey sticks up. Uh, they play hockey games. They got hockey jerseys. They sell Labatt and Molson. And so it's a Canadian bar. And I said to her, I said, it's Canada Day. I said, we should go in there and listen to the hip. And no joke, we walked in, the hip was playing. And it was just like, <laughs> all these kids. And they play, I bet you they played the hip four times every hour. It was like the hip, the trues, uh, headstones. Like it was all the Canadian bands. And it was a, an absolute blast. But yeah, every time the hip came on, people were singing. You know, it, it was amazing. So, yeah, I went. I went to the UK in October, and I went to the Maple Leaf, and uh, I had a poutine. Like I was just like, you know, <laughs> this is so wrong of me to do when I'm in another country. But I'm, but I'm I, so if Canadian. You're ever there on Canada it. Day, it is epic. I like, bet. I bet. It is hip sing along. It is awesome. Oh wow, that's fun. Yeah. cool. That's <laughs> cool, man. Is there anything you're working on now that you could uh, share with us, or like like not visually, but like? you can talk about or anything specifically you're working on? Right yeah. Now? So I, just finished, um, I just finished two signature pieces. So when I do a signature piece, what I'm referring to is the location is, uh, becomes part of the concept. So for the New York show, um, I, I, um, I, I've got some licensing on uh, a, a Lennon piece that I've always wanted to do uh, in his New York years. Um, you know, in his New York years, he wore a lot of drab and fatigues, which is kind of my color palette. I don't really like a lot of bright colors, so it worked out really well. And I just finished the one for the L.A. show, which is um, a uh, – it's titled Sins of Sunset. And what I was trying to uh, capture on that one was just the entire vibe around the Sunset Strip, a little bit of the chaos, the madness, um, especially in the the my era, like – 87, 86, 88. Yeah, as a matter of fact. So what I did is I I, I relied on something that um, Jim Morrison often referenced was Dionysus, who was, you know, the god of chaos and wine, women, all that type of stuff. And I was like, well, that definitely fits the sunset thing. So I, I focused on a picture of a, a Dionysus. Uh, uh, Dionysus. And um, I needed to tie that to that era in rock and roll. So I ended up putting Slash's hat on him and gave a, oh, like a WeHo cool. specific tattoo on him and stuff. So it's kind of incorporating that whole sunset vibe. So I just finished that. And um, I've had a concept that I got on the canvas right now that when we're finished, I got to get down to the studio um, that I'm working on now that's uh, um, kind of a, a ties in Jack Daniels into the rock and roll world. Um, you know, there's a very close relationship with that's a Jack tie and rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm doing like a Jack Daniels piece, um, and I'm boring a little bit off of his biography, which is called Blood and Whiskey. And um, yeah, I'm doing a piece to try and tie in Jack Daniels' role in in rock music, which is pretty prevalent. 
it's yeah, I guess you know, so. it started with Sinatra and then it went through the Motley Crue days and the GNR days. And um, yeah, that uh, there was a time when I was young when a bottle of JD was as a prominent on stage as an amp, right? You would see yeah, Marshall, absolutely. JD, totally. yeah. So, are you somebody that are huge? So, you know, yeah. tie in with Lemmy. <laughs> I would say if you ordered a cocktail at a bar, it's Jack and Coke or Jack and Coke, right? Or Lemmy. Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, did Tim and Tim and JD don't know this, um, but do you know I am a Tennessee Squire? Do you know what a Tennessee Squire is? I no. don't, but I'm interested. So years ago, to pay for the new distillery um, that they were building, Jack Daniels sold small pieces of land on their property. Um, two people to raise money so you could purchase this and technically you own a piece of land on Jack Daniels property. So it was transferred from my grandfather to my dad now to me. Um, but you own a piece of land and and technically you can, I mean, I've never made the appointment, but you make an appointment to go there and they have a private room that you sit in. Like they won't let you in, in unless you are a Tennessee squire, like you could be the president of the United States. You're not allowed into this private room to no drink a, a, a glass of Jack Daniels. Yeah, it's really cool. When it's really are really cool. You've got to do you that. You can bring a guest. That's the thing. When are we going? <laughs> <laughs> I love well, I'll it. tell you what. I, I, I want to – I am I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to be in, in Toronto at the end of your tour, but, God, I would love to see – if you tell me where your L.A. tour is, too, I can talk to some of my friends to see if they can – because I have a, I mean, most of my family and friends are in L.A. still – have them go out to see your show, man. Because that well, you know, don't, don't put it past Allison for this to end up in on uh, in Europe as well. So, oh, that's uh, cool, man. She, she has made some some comments. Um, we'll see. Might happen. So, Very that's cool. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Self serving for me, it's also awesome. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah. When you were talking about this trip to, um, and this is just kind of nostalgic for me, but you 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 you'd relate. It's like. I mean, I remember back in the day, like you're talking still maybe early 2000s, but definitely up to the late 90s when this, when this strip was really just taking a dive and like everything was just really going downhill. It was not the heyday of the, you know, right. the late 80s anymore and even the early 90s. But you could still you could still go into the guitar center there and you could still see somebody like a Slash or Dave Navarro walking around looking at fucking guitars um like though that was still mesa boogie was close by you could still see that shit and i it's not the case anymore but i mean it was it was still somewhere you could go and like you would see rock stars down there just That's walking down the street kind of like people that aren't from la always think la's like the sunset strip was like that you know to, to a degree it's still it so i spend i, I go down there quite a bit Maybe not just Guitar Center, but um, I've had some crazy nights and crazy run-ins at the Rainbow. I spent Christmas That's Eve, cool. um, a wild Christmas Eve with um, I, I won't I won't make I won't name names, but um, yeah, <laughs> it can still happen. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I don't want to put anybody on. Um, it, it was it was a good time. Um, but yeah, you can, cool. still, you can still be done. Um, uh, yeah, I've run into a few at the Rainbow. I'm back, you know, they're shutting down the Viper Room. I've run into a few people at the Viper Room, too. So um, it's hanging on. It's hanging on. Yeah. I love that Coconut you... Coconut Teeth used to be a big hit, hit place back in the day, too. Like, yeah. those those old L.A. clubs. But yeah. The whiskey's a little heavy now. You know, the whiskey tends to uh, get a little bit um, of the heavier bands, which is a little outside. my. I'll still go in there every once in a while just to see the stage and, you know, have a, have a drink and... You know, just have a nineteen dollar Long Island iced tea. Well, yeah, just but you know, <laughs> the people that sit on that stage, it's totally. It's, oh, that's it history. The, that's, uh, that's so much history. Yeah, yeah. So, I love that. You, you know, they're doing they're, they're kind of bringing back a little bit. Um, some bands, um, we'll play it every once in a while. Like you'll you'll run into uh, some pretty famous. I think like I'm trying to think. Somebody was just playing it and it lifted my artwork for the poster. And, <laughs> yeah, I won't put them on blast either, but I'm I'm going through and I was like looking and I was like, 
I was this poster for this concert in this band, and I was looking, and it was. It took me like two minutes. I was like, "Hey, that's mine." <laughs> so, Jeez. I I got a hold of them, and I'm not really one of those guys that is gonna like make. Like, I'm a mute f- uh, fan of music, so I didn't want to make them take it down or anything like that. I was yeah, yeah. You know, sure we're, we're excited to have your uh, your print for our our event coming up. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm a, uh, it seems like a great event. Um, I just picked it up yesterday, just so you know. Um, so they'll be shipping Tuesday. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It's going to be one of the coolest things we, we see. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of cool shit, but it's going to be. Yeah. I hope, I hope it raises some money. Unfortunately, the, the, you know, the original was sold, um, like right off the canvas. Uh, I bet. But the, 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 um, the reproductions are, are pretty limited too, so um, they they look great. They look great. So super. cool. Yeah, I'm super happy I was able to do that. And, I mean, we're super we're thankful, thrilled. Man. We're thrilled and thank and very very grateful. Yeah. Best hip album in your opinion? Favorite hip album? Your favorite? Your go to? I know it could change in three no months. Choice, man. Um, you know, three months. I ask you, it's something different. It's totally I'm fine. Proud. For the moment, I will say I tend to lean towards more aggressive music. Um, I'm gonna go fully completely. Ooh, nice! I, I like I like the higher tempo stuff, even though, yeah, I'm I'm going fully. Okay. As a matter of no fact, wrong. I was just There's at a no practice on fire concert on Friday, and they just did fully completely cover, and it was it was so good just to hear it live again. I mean, they they. Uh, like definitely rocked it up a bit, um, but yeah, just hearing it live on stage was amazing. I'm going, yeah, and also you know, Wheat Kings, Prairie Guy, uh, yeah, yeah, hits home, totally. Yeah. Well, so, well term- now I want to know yours. I want to know everybody's. Oh, okay. That's a- I've, I've been trying to figure this out, mostly for our, our finale episode, which we're recording at our, our event. So I, I don't really want to do a big reveal, but because okay, cool, I'm, cool. I'm not quite there. You know, a friend of mine in the UK, he recently got into the listening to the pod and listening to the band, and he said, where should I start? And it's like, where <laughs> do you tell somebody to start that's never listened to this band? And at the time, I, asked me like question, the I, was really, I was really digging now for plan A. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I, you know, honestly, I love the evolution of them. I would start from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I because you know, I think at it's the essential. beginning, Sinclair did more writing, and you could see more of the lyrics. You could see the transition. Um, and I think that's one thing that's cool about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, big Agreed. time. Yeah, for me, trouble was the. I don't want to say it's my favorite album because I don't want to give away the the game too, like Tim, but it was the moment where I was like, okay, this band's taking, they're taking shit into their own hands. They're taking matters into their own hands and they're not, you know, they're not confined to, they don't answer to anybody but themselves, which is awesome. You know, it was totally and it comes that comes through too in your to bring it full circle blow, blow smoke but it comes through in your in your work too Trevor like you're you know man I know you've made the, the quip about scribbles dude that like people don't I don't think people understand what it what it takes to make good art and you're not and it's not about sitting here preaching to people like you don't know what it takes but but dude it's truly you like <laughs> it's a fucking talent dude man and you got it I'm you sit you seem like a grateful guy, you know, and that's 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 a plus too because there's a lot of pricks out there who also have talent, but well, you know, very self deprecating. <laughs> but 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 it, it's that's oh, really good for you, man. That's good for you, dude, because you yeah. you've got that's you know, yeah. awesome you. for you, man. I appreciate congrats, it. and and I we you know best of luck on this tour. I hope it. I hope it. You know, you knock it out of the park, and you know if you guys do come to Europe, please, please, you know, let me know. Let, let's let's lean on Allison to get that done. 
Yeah, and if you if you also if you've got if you ever do make it to Spain for any particular reason, please don't hesitate to drop me a line and I could either tell you some spots to to check out architecture wise too, or you know, I or we can go for a glass of JD. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I like I like that better. You can tell me while we have a glass. How's that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll plan your walkabout, man. All right. All right. And, and JD, I hope you can make it and come by. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll do my best. Jealous, awesome. man. Awesome. All right. Well, it was great talking to you. I'm no, going to edit. Thank you, guys, man. It's, it's, it's love me. I love meeting like-minded people. And keep spreading the word over there, Pete and Tim. Love it. Absolutely. It, the website, please. The website. Uh, stickmanfineart.com. Awesome. You bet. And all the socials will be on there as well. So appreciate you guys. Cool.